it's time to get cozy and watch a Christmas movie. Cuddle up with a cutie and watch a Christmas movie. It's a podcast in a queer tree. Welcome to Podcast in a Queer Tree, a podcast where we play the theme song and try not to laugh our way through this introduction. <laughs> My name is Nicole. Hi, I'm Scott. And today we have a special guest. Hello, special guest. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Nicole Mansell, another Nicole. Um, and I am a queer librarian, another queer librarian who never actually made it to working in a library. So I do things like this instead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're hitting on something here. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Is there a way for us to employ all the librarians and grad students? Oh my god. Are they're looking for work. Incredible. Specifically the librarians named Nicole. Yeah, I mean that alone. We're three for three so far. We're just collecting <laughs> gay Nicole librarians on this show. Um, okay, so the movie we are discussing today is Christmas with a View. Um, here is the synopsis. This movie is from Netflix. It's from 2018. Still reeling from a business failure, the restaurant manager of a ski resort finds her world jolted by a new chef who has his own hidden past. I, I don't know how, how much you uh, talk about how accurate the synopsis was, but I found <laughs> no, that. No, we don't typically, but <laughs> yeah, let's it's talk a about little it. Mis little misleading that last line, I thought. <laughs> because well, he doesn't have a mysterious past? The synopsis claimed that the main guy in this movie has a mysterious past? Yeah. Yeah. What would that have been? Uh, I think the mysterious past is that his parents are dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's what counts That's as how having it is. a mysterious past in... Because he suddenly cares because his parents took a shit at the, at the inn or whatever. <laughs> yes, right? at Frank and Jackie's inn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the big secret. <laughs> Yes. Well, and I think that they had resolved to take their next vacation at that resort. Oh, okay. And they never got a chance because right. both of them died before that could happen. So it's like an unfulfilled goal that he needs to realize. Gotcha. Okay, let's talk about our bingo cards. Mansell, did you? Oh, yeah. Did you get a bingo? I did not get a bingo and I'm kind of upset yep. about that because I picked a bingo card on purpose that mm -hmm. had filmed in BC and filmed in Alberta on it. And I was like, you're like, gotta be one of these. This is the winner. Yep. And uh, it was filmed in Barrie, Ontario. Yeah. That's right. I checked off filmed so. in Toronto because I figured that counts. Okay. Oh, I, see, I didn't, but I feel I should have. It definitely counts. No, it definitely counts. You're right. We should change filmed in Toronto to filmed in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I'm, I meant to do that because they do film in various places outside of Toronto. Okay. Well, I'm going to give myself that one now. Yeah. Great. Okay. So I I could have got a bingo if if I had wedding slash event planning crossed off, which I didn't really. Like there's like Christmas, I guess, is an event. Like they're at a restaurant, but I didn't feel like that was central. What do you think? I right, take it. <laughs> okay, bingo. Yay! Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. Bingo doesn't happen very often, to be honest. I also didn't get a bingo. Although, if I had crossed off overt homoerotic tension, I would have had two lines. 
Wow. It's at the perfect intersection. It's a, it's a junction. It's a junction. The homo, a, homoerotic hi. tension is a perfect scissoring junction <laughs> between two lines. Um, Mansell, what were some notable uh, bingo squares that you got? I mean, I also picked this because I saw a chef. And I was like, great. Like, nice. this is what I thought I'd be in. So I, the bingo that I have is a chef. Um, I've got the free space on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I have got off on the wrong foot, which the preview made it seem like they were, like, not, you know, like, they had their little meet cute, and it wasn't, she seemed annoyed with him in the preview. I don't know how much that actually played out in the film. Yeah, not so much. Not a ton, yeah. but I think I think got off on the wrong foot. It's fair. Is fine. Yeah. yeah I mean, it almost Great. always happens that way. Yeah. Her impression of yeah. him when he's on TV and she's like <laughs> tisking at her yeah. staff to get back to work. Yes. She's like, oh, this guy. This douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, this guy who's showing his abs on TV. Um, and then I have struggling business because she has a that's her like past is yep. that her business failed. Um, yeah driven apart by misunderstanding there was some like extremely flimsy misunderstandings yes and- <laughs> <laughs> some real thin misunderstandings even, even more so than usual i think in this one <laughs> there were well there were multiple thin misunderstandings in this yeah. movie yeah it's yeah. like shoe pastry of misunderstandings <laughs> <laughs> um i have bad blue screen because of the like um the view out the window of the skiing oh, to me looked ridiculous <laughs> yeah i wish that i had had bad blue screen on mine because <laughs> I did have that one. oh i'm so happy for both of you because that that one's gold in this movie the whole movie is a bad blue screen there's a lot yeah. of it yeah <laughs> yeah it's a winter wonderland yeah All right. what else what what mm-hmm. did you have scott go ahead I did get a line. You did? Oh, wow. I'm so happy for both of you. Congratulations. And um, then I also checked off Another Woman Wants That Dick. Yes. Obviously. Because everyone wants that guy for some reason. Every woman. At the beginning of the movie, I think the opening scene is that Vivica, like Lydia, the mom, Vivica Fox, who I marked down as a MILF obviously oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. she's a big time. fox yeah, big time. um literally she's yes she's literally a fox <laughs> yeah. she's talking about how her the gingerbread uh, house that she's designing in the first scene of the movie is going to be featured in seasons magazine right. <laughs> and then how clara is like wasting her talents at yes. managing this restaurant she's like such a skilled chef all of these things um, so I did not get a line. If there had been overt homoerotic tension, as mentioned, I would have, but for the life of me, I couldn't dig that up. Um, mm. Some of the ones I got that haven't been mentioned are, quote, we're just friends. Yes. Because she makes that claim about the conniving boss, Hugh. Right, Hugh yeah. Hugh Peters. Peters. Um, she's like, we're just friends. When like, sure, they're like colleagues and friendly, but like- I don't think he thinks they're just friends. He, yeah, he's clearly no. into her. And I'm like, uh, um, widower because, well, widow slash widower because Vivica Fox is a widow. a widow. Yeah. And seasonal small town name. I gave myself that for the inn which is named something that I wrote down, Mountain View. (laughs) 
I gave myself that for Mountain View. That's a very good seasonal resort name. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So opening scene of the movie, we've kind of already talked about. It's at Lydia's house. Um, She's making a designer gingerbread house to be featured in Seasons magazine. Um, Oh, yeah. Sorry. There's Meta. But what I meant to show you when I flipped my camera around was my drawing of my rendition of Seasons magazine. So that's her, that's her gingerbread on the cover. But actually, I think she wanted to be on the cover yes. as like a gourmet decorator. Yeah. Um, Great. So the next scene in the movie is at the inn. I keep calling it the inn, but it's a resort. Um, right. But it's at the Mountain View. No, Mountain View is Jackie and Frank's. I don't know what the name of this resort is. Do we know? Um, I wrote down Thunder Valley. Yeah, it's Thunder Valley. I remember. Thunder Valley? Thunder Valley. I remember that <laughs> because the props department made a sweet sign for the end, as always. <laughs> Thunder Product Tension. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're at Thunder Valley Resort. And none of the Kate, none of the the wait staff or kitchen staff are doing their jobs. They're all crowded around the TV in the restaurant watching the competitive cooking show. Can you stand the heat? Is that what it's called? That's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Can you stand the heat? Breaking eggs and breaking hearts. Yes, breaking eggs and yes. breaking hearts. <laughs> so stoked on that closing line. Shane. So he wins this cooking show. He's breaking eggs. He's breaking hearts. He has this persona, I think, on the competition as being this like sexy bad boy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I I think that is what we're supposed to think. Well, he show he does show his abs, right? He like lifts his shirt up when he wins for some reason. Why (laughs) do men do this? I mean, I don't. No, but (laughs) so. There's, there's probably a certain amount of pressure too on Big Brother type reality shows where it's, you know, all about getting, I getting drunk and taking your shirt off. I guess, but he's already... But a cooking competition show? He's already won. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little strange. I doodled a little broken egg and a broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Amazing. <laughs> a broken heart with a yolk coming out of it. Oh! <laughs> sad face. Um, so I wrote after breaking eggs and breaking hearts and she, uh, Clara is sort of like, okay, everyone like get back to work. Mm. And she does this sort of like eye rolling head shake at the TV. Um, so then there's this scene with this horrible bald white man. Oh my God, that guy. Who is on a date with this poor woman who at first it seemed like, I just assumed that they were like in a relationship but they're like no. clearly on like a first it's like a first date, date. yeah like clapping he claps twice yeah, he's like yeah at clara to like get her attention and his date who i don't think we ever learn her name no. but his yeah. date is like don't clap at her like what is wrong with you and then he shushes his date <gasps> yeah i just about lost my fucking mind anyway to you know weird bit oh my god the whole scene is so weird i think it's just to show i mean i don't know what you two think but i think this scene is to demonstrate that claire is like very professional keeps her cool de-escalates shitty customers good at her job meow 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 it's just unfortunate 
that their way of showing Matt is this asshole. Oh my god, he's being a jerk both to her and to his date. It was a weird flex. I'm not really sure. Strange scene. I feel like they could have made him 50% less terrible and it still would have been effective. There's lots of ways to be a bad customer in a restaurant or elsewhere or to be on like a bad first date. It's but, very easy to be a bad customer, in fact. It's yeah. the easiest thing to do. <laughs> but like he's so over the top. Yeah, but his think... his date has no choice but to be like, okay, Fuck well the you, date's I'm out over. of here. Yeah. yeah. We as the audience were supposed to we're supposed to like identify with the woman and like feel some sort of satisfaction that she walks away from him, which I agree would have worked better if he was had like tone because he was it was just so like why would anyone like stay I've, on that I've date? I've heard of people thinking that. Yeah. Right now, that guy is complaining about having to wear a mask in the store. <laughs> <laughs> and and refusing loudly to do it. Um, and then after that, I have, I think this must be a quote from the movie. Have you been stealing cheese again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Clara calls Bonnie, is her friend's name. Right. Clara calls Bonnie on stealing cheese from the kitchen and Bonnie's like, I love it so much. And Clara's like, you're lactose intolerant. And she's like, no, I'm not, but I do have to use the bathroom urgently right now. Right. Weird. Another weird little scene. <laughs> it's very yeah. strange. Yeah. I like Bonnie though. Yeah. She's a yeah. She's amusing. Yeah. Do you have any notes about this cheese scene, Mansell? Well, just that I, this is one of the exciting parts of the movie for me because it's leading up to the meet cute like bonnie passing clara that she is becomes the meet cute because uh clara drops the cheese and i would also like a meet cute involving cheese (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that would be that would be so cute what would do you know what your meet cute involving cheese would look like mansell well well, it would be better because it wouldn't be borrowed cheese. It would be, it would be like, it would involve someone giving me cheese. Or like I help someone pick up their cheese and they're like, oh, thank you so much. Here's some cheese for your effort. This all sounds perfectly reasonable to me. <laughs> oh my God. I love that so much. I think a meat cute for me that involves meat is pretty ideal. Mm. I could be charmed with meat. Like if someone gave me some artisanal jerky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get me some bougie ass jerky. So uh, yeah, at ladies, if if you're trying to figure out, if you've been listening to the podcast and you're trying to figure out how can I charm Nicole Marcoux? Meat. Yeah, a nice aged pepperoni, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Shane comes in. And checks in at the front desk and he's like, hello, I have a reservation. Clara clocks him immediately. She's like, oh, this guy. Yeah. And then he says his full name. He's like, I'm Shane Bork. And I noted <laughs> he has a sentimental photo. We see him gaze at his <laughs> sentimental photo with some soft music in the background at some point in this scene. Yeah. Um, it must be of his parents, is it? Yes, that's his. I did not photo. pick that up though. I was I couldn't quite tell if it was like him and an ex or like maybe a dead wife. I don't think I. This is the second time I watched this movie, and I think the first time I watched it, I also wasn't sure what was going on in that photo. Okay. Like we find out I, eventually that it is it's his parents, but I don't think 
as soon as I saw it, I was yeah, like, those not, are his parents. Yeah, it's not super clear at first. Um, I would like to give a Nicole's Trivia Corner fact mm -hmm. at this point, which is that the actor who plays Shane, I don't remember his real name, but he played Miguel on Schitt's Creek. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. He played the sexy vet who holds puppies over his nipples. Oh, okay. So then I believe <laughs> in the same scene or maybe slightly later, but the next note I have is a conversation between Shane and Bonnie, where Shane is like asking her about Clara. She, he's like, what's her deal? Mm. All of this. And Bonnie has this quote. She's, Bonnie tells him, <clears throat> you know, Clara had this restaurant um, that she was the head chef at in Chicago and it went under, you know, this running theme of the movie is that Claire is a failure because her business in Chicago failed. And now she's like running this restaurant and not cooking. And Bonnie says, and now she's back, totally alone. No boyfriend to speak of. <laughs> like, Bonnie is so great. She's Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie is the Bonnie is the great kind of supportive BFF of these movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hands you the information you need. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Totally alone. <laughs> Mansell, did you have any notes in this area of the film? Um, I mean, just just what we're gonna find out next is that not he's not just a guest at the hotel; he's the new chef. He's, he's been hired. The he's new the head, head chef. chef for six months. And His contract is six months. <laughs> And Claire is going to be working with him yes. closely. Yes. Yeah. Cut the sexual tension with a chef's knife. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next, wow. oh, both of you really like that. All right. <laughs> um, so I think the next place we go is we go to Jackie and Frank's Mountain View uh, Resort, which is one oh of my the- Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote down, wow, this aggressively heterosexual couple. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, Patrick Duffy is Frank, right, from Dallas. No? That's, okay. <laughs> I'm so, familiar that, with the existence of a show named Dallas, but I don't know anything well, about there's, it. Well, there's two, because there's the newer one that's on been on Netflix the last couple of years. It's like a okay. remake of the old one, which okay. is what he was on. He, okay. was, he played Bobby, one of the brothers of the, the family that runs the oil field or whatever um and he was also on a show when i was a kid called man from atlantis where he was a man from atlantis <laughs> and he he was able to swim he without using his arms it was the most bizarre look look it up sometime on youtube he would just like kind of <laughs> so was do it, the worm was, underwater was and that's like how, the little mermaid but in reverse yeah yeah he it was a weird show i think it was only on for like half a season no, i can't it imagine why yeah it didn't do great <laughs> um but yeah he, he was this guy who just yeah he, he popped up out of the water one day and fell in love with a girl and they, <laughs> he had legs so he could he could just walk out and solve crimes with them i don't know what he did <laughs> I don't, but, I'm, I think the part I'm most confused about is how this show only lasted half a season. It's weird, right? It's very, have I you mean, heard of this show, Mansell? 
not heard of it, um, but that like undulating thing that Scott just demonstrated for us is something I can see this guy doing. So. Yeah. yeah, he's well cast. He's a, what a weird couple. So yeah, tell us about your note about aggressive heterosexuality. Well, so they they're just constantly referring to how they're married to each other. So Jackie and Desiree are like. Shane is like looking sadly at a Christmas tree again with his photo. <laughs> and <laughs> do you suppose he's just going from place to place <laughs> looking for the right tree, like just comparing it to that? He photo. is. Seems to be what he's door doing. Door to door. Do you yeah. find sometimes in these movies or in any movies that when they introduce a straight couple who are in their fifties or sixties, sometimes for whatever reason, the screenwriters have decided these people are going to be really into each other. Like, it's going to be gross how much these two are into each other. It's uh, like that's their whole like personality is yeah. that they're married and they're like they really like each other. Yeah. Then the on the screenplay for the Adams Family about how mortician gomez were written to be like so into each other like they just want to fuck each other all the time it's yeah. true yeah yeah goals yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. i mean i mean yeah. they have a very healthy relationship yeah mortician and gomez yeah. yeah they're like communicative like they n not subtly talk about kink all the time yes obviously yeah they're like very loving, they're affectionate, but not in a way that feels like force. They're just like, yeah, we have these kids and this like domestic life, but we're also total fucking weirdos yeah. who fuck all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Very into so, it. I think Frank and Jackie are supposed to be like, this is what you're supposed to want. Right. Mm. Like, this is what Clara wants right yeah is to like own a, own a little resort with her husband who also always makes jokes about her being she, the decision maker how she's the boss right yeah yeah <clears throat> so yeah her big failure is that she had a restaurant in chicago yeah and it went and it like I, it, I, it's not really explained at least that i didn't catch Mansell, no. i don't know if you did why it quote failed because it's a restaurant. Yeah, it's yeah. like a very Scott has <laughs> We've had this discussion at before. length about how restaurants. <laughs> Scott doesn't think anyone should ever open a restaurant. Scott wants a world where there are no new restaurants. It's not that I don't want new restaurants. It's just that they fail most of the time. Yes, that, that is a yes, fact just a about restaurants. Yeah. yeah, and you would think that people who are getting into opening restaurants, they would know that. I think they do. They're probably just taking a calculated risk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or they're like someone who can invest in a restaurant and then like move on really quickly. Yeah. They already have money. So which, it's like, which I think yeah. is what her boss yeah. kind of has done. Oh yeah. yeah. He's like dripping with money. Yeah. Oh my God. I hate him. We'll get to that. So my note <laughs> about this scene at Jackie and Frank's is I thought of you, Scott, because you love to rag on set designers oh, and props okay. so much. I thought you were going to compare me to Frank. Oh, I was, I was no. prepared to throw my <laughs> gonna storm off. Rage quit this podcast. No, no, no. How dare you? <laughs> um, 
I, I I just think the set designers must not have had a lot of time to decorate Frank and Jackie's uh, Mountain View Resort because I think what they tried to do was make it look homey yeah. and lived in, but it looks like a showroom at Home Depot. Mm, like yeah. it looks like the like, you know, when you go to Home Depot, there's like example bathrooms that are set up. So you can like see what this bathroom would look like if you bought all the component parts. And then you try to use the toilet and they're all like, <laughs> <laughs> are you the person who's, are you the reason that toilets are taped shut at Home Depot? No. <laughs> yes. My next note is Clara makes dinner. I don't. <laughs> oh, for him? Or is that? Does she make it for him? She does eventually. Yes. I don't know if that's what your, the occasion that your note was about, but. Um. I think, yeah, he like, he, it's the end of a night. It's late. Right. Yeah. He and offers to make her dinner. He's like, I'm going to be making something for me anyway, which see, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a chef, but I, if, I were someone working in a restaurant, I wouldn't then stay and make myself a whole meal. I would like set something aside for myself. Anyway, yeah. you do you, Shane Rourke. Um, and she's there working late on her on paperwork or something and and offers to make him dinner instead. Just being a rock star manager. She's yes. such a she's such a rock star. <laughs> I have a, I have a note from that same scene, but slightly earlier when it's still dinner dinner service, and you know he's working away in the kitchen, and she of course is front of house. She has to come back and talk to him over the pass sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's a hilarious scene. It was hilarious to me at least where they're yelling at each stuff at each other back over the pass. Mm-hmm. The rest of the kitchen is completely silent. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird too. I feel like the director yes. was like, okay, we're gonna like dub in kitchen noises, yeah. just yell, and then they forgot they, to they do never, it. They never did. Yeah. So it's like they forgot to like add in the sound news sound of music at a in a dance scene. Yeah. So they're it just dancing like to nothing. Yeah. It was a lot like that. So much that I I literally noticed like the sound is wrong. <laughs> What's going on? Um, I have a very, I'm going to give Shane credit where it's due. It doesn't come up very often, but he says something to her when they're eating dinner that I thought was very nice and wholesome. She's talking to him. A big part of her persona is how her restaurant failed. Like it's really, she's really having a hard time. She's not coping with it well. Um, so she's talking to him about that and he says, imagine how proud that little girl would be if she saw you now. Yeah. I was like, that's so nice. That's a very affirming thing to say. Yeah. So he gives her a ride home and they kiss. And then she says, I can't believe I'm kissing Shane Rourke. And Mm. he is a total ding dong about it. He doesn't say this, but this is his vibe. He's like, oh, I thought you saw me for who I really am. Yeah. He just throws a temper tantrum about it. He's being such a baby. It feels a bit unnecessarily extra. Yeah. I I also, like, I sort of thought it was weird that she did that, but I think she was like, you know, oh, it's so weird that this person who I was watching on TV and annoyed with is now, like, a flesh and bug person in front of me that I'm 
attracted to. Yeah. It's so weird that this guy I watched on TV and then came to happen to come to work in the restaurant where I work. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I'm, it I'm weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. It's like a trip. Yeah, and all this happened in like a day. Yeah, it's been a very short <laughs> turnaround. It's been like 24 hours. Yeah. Um so then the next morning, um I believe everyone is coincidentally at Frankie, Jackie and Frank's having yeah. Jackie's world famous eggs Florentine. Right. And the Janices <laughs> have been following uh, Shane around and are obsessed with him and are, as you said, Scott, designed to be just the worst. Yeah. yeah. And execute it well. Kudos yes. to those actors. Yeah, well done. They are the worst. Yeah. Um, Hugh Peters has the hots for Clara, obviously. Those are my notes. I thought that Hugh Peters reminded me of the like eccentric guy on Seinfeld who was a catalog oh Jay Peterman oh yes, yes. Elaine's boss yeah yes kind of. yeah yeah only that guy been... was relatively sexless I think whereas this guy clearly wants to get into Clara's pants yeah right yeah I think maybe I just he has the word Peters Peterman Peterman yeah. I'm highly suggestible they're also like very refined I would say yeah yeah Mansell is your name actually Nicole or did you just change it because <laughs> You knew you were going like to be on this podcast. So much. <laughs> Just wanted to fit in. We're part of the Nicole hive mind, Scott. You wouldn't understand. Wouldn't I? <laughs> wouldn't I, though? Um, so Shane is, like, trying to jokingly get Jackie's eggs Florentine recipe from her. Right. And she's like, it looks for a hot second like it's going to work. And I'm like, no, Jackie. Yeah. Do not tell him your secret recipe for eggs Florentine. No, that's your entire secret to your business success. My, my note from this scene is weird brunch at Jackie's. Yeah. <laughs> In the Home Depot oh. showroom. It's just a weird brunch. And then it's some... a weird time. This is like one of the flimsy misunderstandings is that the Janices are at Shane's breakfast table. Right. Clara sees them together and is, thinks that they like went on a date together. And then after mentions to Jackie, <laughs> well, she <laughs> mentions to Jackie, like, or Jackie mentions to her that she met Shane and Clara's like, oh yeah, I saw them at brunch this morning. Him, I saw him at brunch this morning. He must have come from brunch. And Jackie's like, oh no, he came yesterday, which made it seem like he's been there since yesterday. And he's having breakfast with the two Janices who maybe spent the night with him, which right. is just like oh. a lot. It's a stretch. I didn't actually pick that up at the time. I didn't either, but I think you're, uh, you're totally right. That's what yeah, we're supposed that, to believe. That absolutely makes sense. It's because it's so flimsy. Like it's not well executed, yeah. but I do think that's what they're, they were going for. That Cause she's like, right. her face that kind of sense. falls. Of it's course. funny. Cause like there's, weirdly there's like layers here right because he's actually there because he's looking for stuff about his parents yeah right he also i guess wants like he happens to like the food there and he wants to get some information from jackie mm -hmm. he's probably also kind of hoping to run into clara yeah yes 
and then yeah. she's basically thinking three completely different things yeah yeah so, yeah that's funny just a general note which i think probably ties into what we were already talking about about how shane just keeps creeping on claire at work yes yeah um he just like stands in doorways staring at yeah her just working. admiring yes. her and yeah. yeah um he blows a chance to talk to her maybe it's at that it's at the charity dinner at the charity dinner yeah, she and just then, like brushes right past him yeah and then he makes it worse yeah somehow no my next note is about the dinner at her place which oh, okay. i think is after the charity dinner so the charity dinner um really into two quotes in this charity dinner scene one is from lydia mom who calls Clara in the midst of this charity dinner and is like, don't forget about Christmas Eve at my house or what at Christmas dinner. And she says, will you be bringing someone other than Bonnie this year? Amazing. <laughs> Such a dig, but I'm so into not just the mom being like, mm, have you found yourself a man yet? Which is like tired, but kind of amusing. For Christmas day. For Christmas day. It's like, are yeah. you going to bring a man we've never met before? Maybe for a first date. For Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. I also love imagining Bonnie in this like very fancy curated right. like the christmas in dinner the yeah the She's christmas dressed up to be clara's date the christmas <laughs> dinner we see in a few like later in the movie is like it's like a catalog christmas dinner it's like meticulous and precise and like very... just like vivica fox yes exactly yes um so that was really funny and then um shane offers clara a ride there's this running joke that her car is like a piece of junk and he's like well how are you gonna get to work if you don't let me give you a ride and clara's like how i get to work is none of your business mm. and i was like you go clara <laughs> yeah. you tell him also the food montage uh made me really want christmas snacks mm. there's like a, mm. mon a montage of them like assembling christmas snacks there's like what are the things called profiteroles yep. but in a tower yeah, that's in a restaurant. That's often how they would be presented. I think there's a name for when they're in a tower, though. There is. I can't remember what. <clears throat> they do it on, like, the Great British Baking Show and stuff. So there was one of those, and I was like, I would fuck that up. Bowls of olives. You know, it's like Christmas snacks. Chicken for... bones. <laughs> <laughs> Big bowl of chicken bones. <laughs> I think that oh, on the off gotcha. chance someone outside of Atlantic Canada who listens to this podcast, you should explain what chicken bones are. Maybe some salted cod. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I have to say, one another reason I picked this was because I wanted food porn, and I don't feel like I got enough food porn. No. It wasn't, it wasn't it, satisfying. It's not that movie. kind of movie. It was not satisfying. Yeah. I think if if this had been a book there would have been great descriptions of the food yes that's the hope i um, did i did yeah. make a note here so they go back to her place right yes yes but okay, he's wait pause a giant profiterole tower is called a croquembouche croquembouche right please continue so he's going to cook though because yes. he he quote owes her dinner 
and they contrive a reason for him to take his shirt off again. Yeah, because he gets he, the, his pepper grinder falls in the dish and it splatters on him. Sure. And what choice does he have, Scott, but to take off his shirt and show everyone his abs? Exactly, as you do. As you do. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Um, my next note after that is the exotic and sexy creme brulee. Oh my god, yes! Ah! I have a note about creme brulee too, but it was just, I love creme brulee, which well, I Well, sure. Who doesn't? Yeah. But I, I think that's as close, uh, Mansell, as you're going to get to food porn in this movie, where the that slow, loving scene where he's yes. like, torching the creme torching brulee. Torching the creme brulee, yeah. Also, in yeah. that scene, this I have a lot of qualms with the like chef tech I'm not a chef but I know enough about cooking to be like irritated by these small things the in the creme brulee scene if you look there's like the artisanally uh, arranged dishes and his small blowtorch and then just to the right is a like plastic like to-go sauce container from like a Thai restaurant full of sugar and I'm like, oh, props forgot that they needed to have sugar for this scene. So they just like went to Safeway and got bulk sugar in a to-go container. That's weird. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I'm confused at the end of this scene. It's day. Are we supposed to believe that they talked all night and that it's now morning? I guess so. Like I, mean, I assume, yeah, I assume they did it. Like, but that's not part of the universe of the movie. It's really not. To, yeah, I, I don't no. think I even noticed that it was morning. Yeah, this it's um, clearly supposed to be, I think, a sunset, unless it's a street light. But I think it looks like sunlight coming through the wind window, and they're still talking on the couch. Um, Mansell, did you have any notes for this scene? No, I drew like a too tight sh- shirt and just a shirt. I'm not that good. I'm not good enough at drawing to draw him in a shirt. Sure. Um, but I do. I guess my note is that I love the color blocking. Like he was often in like a plain red shirt, and then she was in a contrasting mm. color, which I appreciated. Um, I love, I and love I that also, observation. I or like yeah there's some of it later on too it was just like there's just like a lot of primary colors in just like like there's no like patterns it's just like plain colors um I also wrote that I was kind of sad that like he got a slow motion like food prep scene but when she made him dinner it wasn't like slow motion here's the lovingly prepared food even though because she wasn't trying to seduce him no I guess not well I know. I think, I think she was trying to impress him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think she, she wanted to, to like, prove. Listen, I'm also good at being a chef. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're you're right. You're both right. I think she was probably like, you may be the celebrity chef, but I can cook too. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I made a list of all the things in this montage that they did for a date. Would oh, you sweet. Would you like to hear the list? Yes. And then I want to read my list. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so left out i didn't make a list <laughs> it's because you're not part of the nicole hive mind oh that's true um okay here's their list of winter date uh activities in the montage throwing snowballs mm-hmm. eating food at jackie and frank's eating fudge going to the arcade and playing with the claw machine 
putting on costumes slash beards and looking in a mirror. What? What do they do that yeah. for? Um, I can't think it's like an elf. It's like yeah, a... there's like a Santa beard. There's like an elf costume or like a jacket. Okay. Yeah. They don't explain. So they're not just dressing up in pea coats and pretending to be Captain Highliner or something. I don't believe so. Okay. I don't believe so. And then he gives her a piggyback ride. And that, yep. that caps off the montage as they're like walking home. And, you know, obviously there's music playing. There's no conversation in this montage, but um, he's like, they're like walking together and then she jumps on his back and they walk away. And that's the end of the montage. So I think the only thing I have that you missed is him trying to learn how to ski and comically failing. He's so bad at skiing. He's very bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's your list, Mansell? That's like, that's it. Like, and I have written down the song is Sounds Like Christmas because I watched with the subtitles on and they named the song. So the song is Sounds Like Christmas. Okay. Yeah, so the skiing, there was snowball fighting, playing with the crane game. I couldn't remember what the claw machine was called. Mm-hmm. Um, trying on the Christmas outfits and piggybacking, which so classic. Classic. Yeah. Uh, I'm always giving people piggybacks. <laughs> <laughs> Can your back handle that? I gave a three-year-old a piggyback a little while ago, and I was like, oh, that stings. It'd probably be a little rough now. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's an important part of courtship. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, you're in your twenties. First first date, second date, you're always <laughs> piggyback around. Uh, I have a nickel. Wow. Um, I just have this random non sequitur note after that montage that just I, it must be a quote. You didn't hear? I am trouble. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't know what that's from or when I think Clara says it. Clara says right. that it's in the restaurant, I think. Okay. Oh my but God. it wasn't like, yeah. I mean, it was sort of a one-off. There wasn't a lot of reason Who for did it. she say it to? to? To Shane. I think, yeah, she says it to Shane and then she goes to talk to Peters, right. who is like starting to offer her the devil's bargain of yeah. her own restaurant and stuff. And my note about that whole scene is that she has so many gross dudes to choose from. <laughs> However, could a girl pick? (laughs) Um, My next note, right before she goes into Hugh's office, this must be the, um, after the, haven't you heard, I am trouble quote. She and Bonnie are sitting at the bar drinking wine. And I wrote down, Bonnie and Clara drink a glass of apple juice. Um, So yeah, she goes into Hugh's office, the the other um, shitty man she has to choose from, where he gives her a diamond necklace for Christmas. Yeah. Not weird at all. Real icky and weird. Yeah. And Shane is skeptical of Peter's. Because they're they're clearly trying to make Peter's come off as a bad guy. Yeah. Because he he is, I guess. Um, I don't think Shane sees through it. Shane does, but she doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah, yeah. No. And like him investing in a restaurant for her to run is such a terrible idea. Such a terrible idea. It's always a terrible idea. It's always, of course it is. (laughs) Get out of here. I can't believe I just agreed with you. I didn't even think about it first. God damn it, Scott. 
Um, I wrote down- But, but she, this especially, like- Oh, it's so bad. She ran a restaurant herself before. Yeah. Wouldn't she, of all people, realize this guy just wants to sleep with me? Yeah. Right. His, I wrote down, uh, Hugh's eyes look manipulative. Like, just, mm. just his, like, vibe- in this movie he must be a great actor unless he looks like this all the time like he just looks so intense and manipulative just yeah. visually yeah um so then mansell do you have any other notes about this not about this scene no <laughs> so then the next scene is in shane's apartment where um clara is telling shane about this business endeavor right. that she and hugh are taking together where they're going to buy Jackie and Frank's and I forget what the whole deal is but basically Hugh wants to buy Jackie and Frank's and it's going to be like a good thing and I just wrote down unfortunately Shane is making some good points about Hugh <laughs> <laughs> which he is yes <laughs> and Clara's is like yeah go ahead yeah, she's taking it as him being unsupportive, which is like, oh, sweetie, but also yeah. understandable. She's excited yeah. about yeah. maybe running this restaurant, and she wants to, like, she knows that they eventually want to sell, and what a dream it would be to keep it going under her watch, and she feels like he doesn't support that dream yeah he feels she feels so gun shy about shane and his fame and yeah she she thinks he's yeah she's she's backing the wrong horse basically because she believes peters yeah yeah Um, and like you know i think that shane could have been like a little more empathetic about it but i also think that clara is like uh I don't know how to say this without using the word blinded, but like her perception is skewed because she like had this failing restaurant in Chicago. So I think she's like feeling especially like gun shy and vulnerable about doing it again. And like, she just gets defensive. I think she's also just much more invested in Frank and Jackie's place yeah. than Shane would be. Totally. Um, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. I have a note here that uh, Peter's office looks like a 90s porn set. <laughs> what? Uh... Bonnie is engaged to boring bisexual guy, Clive. Oh my God, Clive! Oh, Clive! <laughs> oh, I, okay. I love Clive. Clive is awesome. But We're Clive not... is, you remember how I talked before about Chekhov's gun? Yes. Clive is Chekhov's city planner. <laughs> Because she keeps mentioning that Clive is so boring and city planners are so boring and then he like saves the day. Right. Um, Okay, I can't wait to talk to Clive. But before that, before we meet Clive, we're at Christmas dinner at Mama Lydia's house. Oh, is that before we meet Clive? Okay. Yes, because Christmas dinner leads into Clara being like sad and forlorn that she doesn't have a man to bring home. And then she's like, I can I why would you be sad about not mom (laughs) she's like mom can I go for drinks with Bonnie right and then they go for drinks and they get wasted and have this adventure right yeah um so my first note from Christmas dinner is this dinner reminds me of when I wanted to be a food photographer 
which really? was a brief ambition I had at a certain point in my life. Cause like the shots of the food are like, like the turkey is like a magazine. The shots of the turkey are like picture perfect, perfectly right. cooked. It might have those frilly chef hats on the ends of the legs. I don't quite remember. And I'd like, I'm like, oh, this is supposed to look appealing, but I'm like, that thing got shellacked with hairspray yep. and painted yeah. with like deck primer to look exactly perfect. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there was a time in my life where I wanted to do that. Yeah, I, I have a friend who has done that. It's a, it's quite the racket. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote down family apple juice. <laughs> right, <laughs> <They're all> drinking <laughs> apple juice wine at the table. <laughs> um yes and then so clara is feeling uh her mom is like being a little heavy-handed like yeah. lydia is like laying it on thick she's like oh yeah. my favorite couple is doing so well yeah my grandchild i'm so happy you have a man to go home to other daughter and clara's like oh. yeah. <laughs> so then she goes for drinks with bonnie yeah and this is this is when we first see Clive because she calls Bonnie and they're just like, I guess watching TV, but it kind of just looks like they're sitting on the couch staring off into the distance. <laughs> they're looking at whatever rear projection is outside their window. Like people on a snow hill or... <laughs> it's Christmas Eve and she's like, Clive, I'm going to go for a drink. And he's like, okay, bye. And he just yeah. like, he's like, totally thank God. Yeah, totally uninterested. And then you find out that they just got engaged. <laughs> That's, so right. Like... <laughs> That's right. She's like, peace, Clive. And he's like, cool, have fun, babe. Yeah. I, think they've got I love Clive. Yeah, I, I love Clive too. I love that you read him as bi, Scott. I, yeah, don't you? You know, he's clear. I mean, now that you've said it, yes. I did not come to that conclusion on my own, but he's obviously bisexual. If he wasn't with Bonnie, yeah, like if he was just in the movie, yeah. I'd be like, oh, there's a nice gay man that they decided to throw in. Sure. Yeah, yeah. they put some nice glasses on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I also love So Clive. that he looks boring? Deeply yeah. on Team Clive. <laughs> they put glasses on him so he looks boring. Exactly. That's so real. Then, yeah. <laughs> It's, um, I, I actually wrote down a quote that you, that you uh, uh, mentioned earlier. I, I directly quoted Bonnie in my notes. You're doing it because it's an exciting secret mission and because you love me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your, your friend yeah, will like, literally do anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always up for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when they're sitting at the bar before the drunken adventure fully begins, um, Bonnie has told Clara that they're engaged. It's very exciting. They're talking about some details and um, Clara asks when the wedding will be. And Bonnie says, it depends how long it takes me to make my own dress. I don't even know how to sew. <laughs> <laughs> Which like that joke made me laugh out loud partially, mostly I think because it's so absurd. Like why yeah. is that joke in there? It's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. I love it. Don't you wish this movie was about her and Clive? Yeah. And and Clara and Shane were just kind of in the background, the boring friends. Who... 
Bonnie's a weirdo. Bonnie's a stone cold weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie great. and Clive. Bonnie, Bonnie and Clive. Clive. I know. Clive. So then Clara gets his phone call from Hugh, and Hugh is like super annoyed because his kids got dropped off early. Right. Big red flag. Yeah. A guy who hates his kids yeah. openly on like, Christmas. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm so it's... annoyed. I have to spend Christmas with my kids. What a pain in the ass. Oh my kids. god. It's so gross. Yeah. He's just such a villain. So he's like, Clara, can you go to my office and get me this Manila envelope and deliver it to me tomorrow morning, which is Christmas on Christmas morning. Day. Right. What a weird like just. I took that call as just like a weird show of dominance on his part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like I can get this girl to do anything because yeah. she thinks I'm going to get her a restaurant. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. he didn't even, do, I think we find out from, she goes to the office and she finds some other papers or something, right? In addition to the one she's supposed to get. Yeah. Cause Bonnie breaks into his filing cabinet <laughs> right. and Clive is like, babe, I think that's locked. And she's like, it's just stuck. And then like fully just pulls the drawer just open. Snaps it open <laughs> and they discover his secret plans, which are to like, isn't he going to like knock down Frank's place and build condos or condos some, in parking lots, some nonsense. And he, he doesn't have actually have a chef's job for her or correct. Yeah, I drew I drew some parking lot plans. Oh, sweet. It's an incriminating envelope with parking lot plans. And immediately they're like, <laughs> this must be. <laughs> well, immediately they're like, Clive, we have to go to your office to verify. I, wouldn't it be great if the envelope actually suspect. said parking lot plans on it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> parking lot plans to screw Frank and Jackie. Do not show Clara. Yeah. And do not show. <laughs> And then in the same breath that Bonnie's like, yay, we get to go on a drinking adventure. She's like, this is my fourth glass of wine, so I can't drive. <laughs> That's when she calls Clive. Right. Yeah. Oh, so good. Clive can drive. Clive can yeah. drive. It's fine. Um, so the drunken adventure is like in process. And then we cut to Frank and Jackie's. And... We find out Shane is there. He's got his sentimental photo. He's telling them that his parents went on their honeymoon at some resort and they hope to return on their anniversary sometime in the future. And both of them died before they could do that. Um, and then Jackie talks about how this would have been in the 80s. And Jackie says, I don't remember. I was just a kid in the 80s. Right. I mean, raise I your hand. In the 80s. Raise your hand if you yeah. were a kid in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. none of it. Like, I think Jackie is older than you, Scott. I know you're older than me and Mansell, but like, yeah. Jackie is supposed to be in her like 60s, pushing 70, I think. Like, they're going to retire. Yeah, they're supposed yeah. to be retiring. I feel like they're supposed to be in their late 60s for sure. So I just, you know, I was just a kid in the 80s doesn't, doesn't really track. Unless you, unless you're the kind of person who refers to yourself as a kid when you were in your 20s. But yeah, right. I guess. Yeah. But I, I guess they had that's to. That's what it's supposed to mean. Yeah, no. it's strange. It's, it's a bit strange. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's something about this Christmas bell and 
there's an ornament, it's an ornament that they get their guests to put on the tree so they feel at home for the holidays. And that's what the, this picture of his parents doing right. is of them so putting- the, the penny drops for him finally. And, and he realizes that that's the place. And, and then he's invested in their place because- Yes, it's sentimental. I don't quite understand, like, is the bell supposed to be so visible in the photo that as soon as they bring it out, he immediately recognizes it? Yeah, they recognize it in the photo. They're like, oh my God, this is the bell. Okay. And then dig out and find it. Okay. And then he recognizes it in person from the photo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And also. Cushion? Yeah. <laughs> Scott the loves cushion. props. Oh yes, yeah, the, the cushion. cushion. <laughs> the cushion from the 80s, I guess. And Jackie's like, oh, those were all over the place. But they still have it right there next to the display. Yeah. This cushion from the 80s. And they're like, wow, it must be the same place. They're must like, be the same they're, place. They're like, maybe we should get rid of this cushion. <laughs> 40 years old. Um, okay, so then they go to Clive's office. Can we go to Clive's office? Yes. Yeah. So we're at Clive's office. Clive is being so supportive. Yeah. He's like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make copies of these city plans that I'm illegally finding, pulling for you. You're going to read these in the morning because you're wasted, Clara. And then you're <laughs> going to destroy the evidence. And I'm like, Clive, yeah. what a solid friend. Yeah. Yeah, Clive is great. Um, the next note I have after that is about Clara trying to start her car. Oh. So I don't know if that's like right after that or... It's a or... few scenes after that. Okay. Before that, yeah. she wakes up with the hangover and her mom has made her an amazing looking bagel and locks. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I also really like how Lydia is like poking fun at her. She's like, mm, I had too much fun last night, hey? And Clara's <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's Christmas morning, and she's got to take the the folder over to Hugh's to Hugh's place. house. So then she goes to Hugh's, and they have this blowout, and she's like, "You are trying to screw me," and he's like, "Get with it. This is the future, whatever." And then she throws the diamond necklace at him, and he says, "It goes. I hope it goes without saying that you're fired." Right. And then she quits. She's like, "Fuck you. I quit." And I'm like, "Girl, let him fire you." Yes. Get like, that EI. Get the EI. Get the severance. Like, take him to court. Yeah. There's also an amazing zinger that he throws out, which is looks like Santa's flying by both our houses this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> good one Hugh yeah yeah his annoying kids are in the background oh my god being kids um, thank you proud of you Shane will get her warmed up and running again oh. <laughs> they have a big heart to heart and she learns that Shane is an orphan how she didn't know that already <laughs> no there's a whole thing this is like them trying to make it mysterious that he's an orphan because yeah. she's like she like she was like oh of course you have to go back to see your family for christmas and he doesn't say anything it's like a secret somehow he has no family at all apparently like uncles cousins 
they're all dead. They're all dead. No, he has a photo and a dream. He's got a bunch of different Polaroids. <laughs> it's a photo and a dream. <laughs> Just holds his Polaroid up to different Christmas trees that he encounters. <laughs> oh, not this one. <laughs> yeah, just every. <laughs> so he. Also, Shane... I wrote down that they had this. Just that they had this heart to heart at a train crossing while they were waiting for a train to go by, which I loved. I miss sitting at a train crossing and counting the train cars. And also, I think it was supposed to be symbolism, but I'm not sure what the oh, symbolism maybe. is. Oh. Futility of existence they're at a crossroads yeah. <laughs> they're at a crossroads so we go to back to jackie and frank's and shane has bought the resort from jackie and frank well he's an investor right has he actually bought it out he has bought it and given it to clara yeah and jackie will stay on to consult especially about the make florentine yeah he makes florentine. florentine exactly yeah and then Clara says, I love you. Mm. How long? What? Have they had a second date? <laughs> I mean, there was that montage of they Christmas montage. dates. Yeah, they had piggybacking. They had piggybacking and claw machine. And yeah. then he made her dinner and they talked all night, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you say I love you after. I don't know if you a, some, buy someone a resort after two dates and B... Say I love you. Yeah, Mansell's shaking her head. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree. Yeah. It seems like a bad yeah. idea. Yeah, I wrote down. I got you a major business decision as a Christmas gift before we even said I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and what I hate is that he didn't talk to her about it. I know that's, I know that's too much to expect in a movie like this. But like, even. The, I, like I can see why he thought she would want that because she does want this. Yeah, but you can't make business decisions like that. It's not yeah. a good sign for your relationship. No, it's bad consent practices. It is. I agree. I'm with you. Uh, do, do you guys feel that overall the stakes in this movie and the emotional stakes feel a lot more fraught? and just serious than a typical Hallmark movie. Mm, it, it doesn't, yeah. Mm. And there are so many of them. Yeah. Like there are so many yeah. misunderstandings. It, it feels like there's yeah. a lot kind of piled on and yeah. piled on. Yeah. I do think that there are more than in other movies that we've seen. Yeah. Um, my, I have two notes remaining. Uh, my second last one is at Clive and Bonnie's house. Clive is ripped. When did that happen? Yes, shirtless Clive sitting. Shirtless Clive, and he is like he could bench press. Shown Shane. Shane, he is like beefy. Hmm. Yeah, and, like this nerdy bisexual city planner. It's my favorite kind. He can. Get... <laughs> <laughs> you can get it if, if you've got to be a city planner. <laughs> be a nerdy bisexual one. Yeah. I was just gonna say this is such a sweet scene because he's telling. Um, what's right bonnie that his friend is a lifty at the gondola and can sneak them on at night he's he's taking her on an adventure and she's so happy yeah it's sweet it's really cute and she's so excited she's like oh my god another adventure uh my last note 
is at family Christmas dinner or Boxing Day dinner, maybe unknown. Um, yeah. Finally, Clara has a man. Finally, oh thank God, Clara has a man to bring to family dinner, and Shane has contacts in the gourmet gingerbread market. Yes, that he is going three. to three, three or four, he three says. or four. Oh, contacts <laughs> in the gourmet gingerbread market that he is going to connect Lydia with. Oh, it's so hard to get yes. to break into that. It's She's a hard, so lucky. it's a hard market to break it's into. It's like the stock market yeah people are just like there there's a huge room yeah there's a bell in the morning yeah yeah you ring the bell first and then everyone's just selling gingerbread back and forth all day there's people running back everywhere it's crazy the artisanal icing runs out really early yeah so that was funny and weird yeah that's my last i love note. that mansell what yeah. do you have left oh that was my last note too was about the gourmet <laughs> gingerbread market contacts I also Which really that. ties up. Um, okay, so how how could this movie have been queerer? I think making Clive explicitly bisexual and maybe like Bonnie mentioning like his ex-boyfriend at one point could have been fun. Ordinarily, we like to talk about like, could there have been a triad? Yep. And there could have. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, could have been Hugh, Clara, Shane. Yep boring so many egos in the room my god there could have been clara bonnie clive yep more into that sure um clive shane hugh what about clive frank bonnie <laughs> mm. i feel like yeah. Clive, like you, like you said, Clive and Bonnie's sex life is already pretty weird. <laughs> I don't know about adding Frank to that. Like, is he coming in doing the man from Atlantis? <laughs> okay. Maybe that would be hot. Yeah. Frank and Jackie's strike me as swingers more than like triad. Oh, totally. Yeah, they're definitely swingers. They definitely have key bowl parties. <laughs> just just key parties i think key parties <laughs> key bowl <laughs> there is a bowl usually involved yeah, yeah. so fish i bowl parties? never mind it doesn't oh matter. you don't want to go to a fishbowl party <laughs> what's a fishbowl party okay <laughs> you just made it just up in your head and it's it dark some sort of newfoundland swinger <laughs> tradition all cards involved and that was, that was funny. Oh, that was a funny joke. <laughs> oh my god. So um, I think mm -hmm. I think um Clive, the like angry guy from the cooking show who lost and was upset about it. Oh yeah. I don't have a third for that actually. I just I think that would be nice. I forgot that scene about the guy who storms off. He's like really, He swears on TV. Yeah, he's really tightly wound and <laughs> Yeah. I would I would couple Clive with that guy for sure. I think that'd be fun. That's yeah, that's fun. I feel like the the chef would be like Clive's manic pixie dream girl. I mean this this movie was like painfully heterosexual. Yeah. Like on the surface. So I think it's good that we've made a bisexual character. Yeah, it was it was definitely a big relief whenever Clive and Bonnie came on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it added some levity. Yeah. Which otherwise there was a lot of frowning in this movie otherwise. Yes. Yeah, well that's yeah, that's kind of why I mentioned it before. It just felt like more emotionally serious than yeah. these things tend to be. For sure. 
they could have put more food descriptions in. Yeah. They could have been like, like he could have, I just wish there was more like narrating of what the fancy food was. Yeah. I wanted more explaining what it was. Totally. I wanted more food shots too. I felt, I felt let down by that. Mansell, would you recommend this movie to someone? Would I recommend it to someone? If someone said, I'm a city planner. (laughs) But someone's like, I really want to watch a Christmas movie tonight. Right, right. Do you have any recommendations? Right. I mean, I think there are other movies that I'd recommend above this one. Mm-hmm. I did have fun. I mean, I did have fun watching it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't good? <laughs> no, it wasn't good. And it wasn't like bad in a way that's like really fun. It was fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend it to um, someone who has a Christmas movie club mm. where they all watch movies and get to discuss them together. Yeah. But if you don't have someone to discuss it with after, it's not very fun. Yeah. That's what I would say. I think that's fair. Yeah. 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 What about you? Uh, I mean, I get asked... I don't know if this happens to you, Scott, but I get asked for Christmas movie recommendations. Not not like more often, like, you know, we record these far in advance. I'm probably going to get asked that a lot more now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but well, what I mean is since I started talking about this podcast and as we get closer to winter proper, people... I think are inching their way towards doing that. And I feel like my answer is almost always no. (laughs) Like, would I recommend this movie? No. Would I describe it to them honestly? Yes. If someone described this movie to me, I would be like, that sounds amazing. I love bad movies. I want to watch this. It really depends on what those people are looking for. If what they're looking for is a preposterous story, with some really beautiful people reciting some preposterous lines in the like and medi- if, mediocre food porn if that's what they're into yeah oh speaking of food porn um i i forgot to mention it earlier but when he cooks i think it's when he's cooking a plate for a customer like at the restaurant mm-hmm. he makes some kind of chicken tornado it's like a rolled oh yeah chicken breast with stuffed with something yeah and like kiwi slices on yes. it. <laughs> and i'm like is that meant to be sexy <laughs> or sophisticated i think it was supposed to be suffix- I sophisticated i think it was meant to be sophisticated <laughs> it did yeah. not land with me <laughs> yeah I, no. I think my note was is this like the festive special <laughs> kiwi slices chicken and kiwi weird man weird weird yeah it was odd yeah they obviously didn't have a real chef consulting for this film no i think they were just making it happen yeah or the craft services guy was called over and was like hey can you (laughs) barry can you give us a hand yeah yeah i'm already making props (laughs) (laughs) go get the sugar (laughs) Okay, does anyone have any final thoughts about this journey we've all taken together? Just thank you very much, both Nicoles, for applying your high fine to this film. Mansell, thank you for being our special guest. Oh my goodness, I'm so, this was so much fun. 
I listen to a lot of podcasts and I love imagining myself being a podcast person. No need to imagine. Oh, you froze. You realized it. There we are. (laughs) My dream has come true. You've done it. So you've done it. Thank you so much. I'm very excited. Um, Mansell, would you like to tell our listeners where people can find you on the internet if they want to engage more with your amazing self? Yeah, if you'd like to show me your pictures of good food porn, um, please follow me on Twitter at Dusk Treader. It's like D-U-S-K-T-R-E-A-D-E-R. Um, I can't promise you that there's anything exciting for you waiting there if you follow me. Some retweets, some pictures of cats, but uh, that's where you can find me. Is that a reference to C.S. Lewis, like the Dawn Treader? It is, indeed, because that was my favorite. That was my favorite uh, one, because I loved when they sailed to the edge of the world. But I am not a morning person, so. (laughs) I I couldn't remember if there was also a Dusk Treader in the book. And I was like. No, it's Mansell. Just Mansell. Wow, that's really charming. I didn't know. I've known your internet handle for a while, and. That's a very charming explanation for it. That's a, that's a good way to queer a very Catholic writer's work. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Queer through and through. Um, Scott, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can go to heyscottmarshall.com and find everything they want to know about me there, including my links to social media. But if you, if you follow me on Twitter, which is just at Scott Marshall, uh, it's mostly just angry rants at people. So <laughs> I don't know how much fun that's going to be for... <laughs> Uh, will you also tell people our social media? Uh, sure. <laughs> it's, he, he said, trying to remember them. Um, our website will be easy because most of our stuff is just a podcast in a queer tree. Yeah. So that's what it is on Instagram. That's what it's a, podca- a podcast in a queer tree.com will be the website. And um, our email. Our email is also a podcast in a queer tree at gmail.com. Yeah. The only different one is Twitter because the names have to be shorter. So it's something like a pod in a queer tree. You can't find me online anywhere. So, um, okay. Well, thank you for listening. Talk to you all again tomorrow. Thank you, everybody. And thank you very much, Nicole Mansell. Thank you. Nice to talk to you, pal. Have a good night. Yay, we did it. We did it. You have been listening to Season 1, Episode 9 of A Podcast in a Queer Tree by Nicole Marcoux and Scott Marshall with special guest Nicole Mansell. Visit apodcastinaqueertree.com for this episode's links, plus our social media and a link to our Patreon. Don't forget to play bingo along with us when you're watching holiday movies. You can find the cards at hallmarkmoviebingo.com. Our theme music is from a tape deck I left recording in a bayou overnight. When I recovered the tape, all it contained was our theme song. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow. But whatever you do, we love you. Happy holidays.